Hey guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and that is Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the most premium, high-quality, science-backed products on the market in Australia today, and you guys can use the code TFLP to save 10% off your next order at unifyactive.com. Unify has a range of products, including whey protein isolate, plant-based protein, a pre-workout, creatine monohydrate, and their best-selling product, the Hydration Formula. So again, use that code TFLP to save 10% at unifyactive.com. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Masterclass with Danny, and thank you for being part of a Set the Standard presentation. So Danny has come in and offered his uh, time today to give to us all of his lessons and all of his teachings about how to upgrade your own frequency. Obviously, for those who know Danny, he's an absolute stud. He is uh, an absolute professional in the the realms of fitness and mindset and bringing them together and using it all, which has been so fantastic. I've been absolutely blessed to have you know developed a high quality friendship with Danny and being in his circle and being around him. And I'm just so excited that he is coming down today to present to us. So I would love for everyone to bring their best energy, get their notepad, notepad and pad paper ready to take down some notes. I've got my tablet right here. I'm super excited. And with also this one, I know Danny likes to keep this conversational. So get ready to chuck your mic on and off. How we would do it is if you've got something to say, just please raise a hand. We'll be managing. There's like a section in Zoom where you can click reaction and raise a hand. It looks like this. Please use that. And then also what we do is we also use the chat function. Please go absolutely nuts in the chat function because when we record this Zoom, we can take all of the lessons and the learnings and the teaching. We can send them to Danny after um, if we need and we can talk about them. We can figure out whatever those questions or comments are because if you are, if there's anything that's blowing your mind, please be like, this is blowing my mind and tell us why because we'll send it all on to Danny later, which will also make him feel really special and really thankful for coming in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spotlight Danny. And also just letting you know, you can get the access to the recording after this as well. Please message myself or Bo, uh, the Set the Standard community page, we'll send it on through to you. But we're going to uh, spotlight Danny and he is going to take the lead from here. So huge welcome, Danny. Thank you for coming and it's go time. Awesome. Thanks so much, Corey. Um, very much appreciated for you guys reaching out to, to get me on. Obviously, I was super grateful to connect with with you, Corey, not too long ago. Um, I feel like we connected on many different levels. And even when we recorded our pod, it was super nice to connect with someone who's on that same frequency and and doing a lot of this good work. Um, and having that mixture of obviously the physical and the mental aspect and someone who's super vulnerable and brings so much value to other people's lives, which is something that I, you know, I guess pride myself on trying to do and, and something that I've always done. And it's so nice to continue to network with other people like that, um, including everyone on the call. So firstly, I'm super grateful that you're all here. Um, I've been really excited for this one. I love having these conversations. Um, and as Corey mentioned, it is a conversation. So I don't want you to feel like you have to sit there and just kind of listen to me talk shit for the next, you know, however long you end up talking for. I want you to make sure that you can jump in and 
and have your say and ask any questions um, and we'll keep it super conversational. One thing I'll mention before we start, and maybe Corey and Bo give this a bit of a flag if this is uh, if this is not okay, uh, but if anyone who's listened to my podcast, you'll actually understand that I do keep things quite casual and I tend to swear a little bit. Now, it's not intentional, but I hope it doesn't offend anyone. Um, but either way, uh, the way I usually present, again, if you listen to my podcast, I always keep it very relaxed, very conversational. I don't like to plan too far ahead in terms of having a very strict structure to go off. And I just want to say that the stuff I'm talking about today is, is stuff that I've experienced. Um, you know, I, I always make a point to, to never try and coach anyone on anything that I haven't experienced myself. I don't try and tell people what to do. I go out and experience certain things, share my experiences, and hopefully people can take value from that and, and use it and use those learnings and implement them into your own life. Obviously, today we're we're diving into the the law of vibration and how to elevate your frequency. Um, and I'm sure some of you guys, if not all of you, have have touched on that at some point in time, at least kind of done a deep dive on the law of vibration. And the way to think about it is law of vibration is like the big dog. That's like, that's this is the guy at the top or the girl. The the law of attraction kind of falls underneath. Everything kind of falls underneath. And the way I explain this to clients is that the law of vibration is working around us at all times, whether we give a fuck about it or not. So we we may as well use it to our advantage and implement the things that that we have control over in order to raise our level of frequency to attract the life that we want. And when we do that, everyone else around us benefits from that as well. Now, I'm sure before we even dive into explaining what the law of vibration is, I'm sure every single one of you at some point in time has been in a room. I think Corey is obviously a prime example of this with someone where they don't even need to speak and you don't even need to speak to them and you feel good, or you can just tell that they've got this high energy and you can feed off it. At the very same time, I'm sure you've all been around certain people and it may have even been you at some point in time. I know it definitely was for me that suck the energy out of the room, right? So when people are on a really low frequency, they're in that victim mentality, you are in this negative headspace and people feed off other people's energy. And as you start to understand the law of vibration, you will also start to pick up on how much you feed off others' energy and how easy it is or, or how difficult it is sometimes to maintain a high frequency when you don't have the self-awareness and you don't have the perspective of trying to protect your own energy and protect your own power when you're in certain situations. And the beauty of understanding the law of vibration is we'll have the self-awareness, we'll have the understanding of how to protect that energy, all right, and how we can start to focus on making sure that we don't continually drop down because what's going to happen throughout the day is we have multiple choices. We have multiple decisions to make throughout the day as to whether or not we stay at the frequency we want to be at or we let external factors, including events, people, environments, to dictate what our frequency is. Now, for the majority of people, we go through life. I don't want to say we because everyone on this call after this won't be one of those people, but most people go through life their whole energy and their whole happiness and their whole you know, level of being is dictated and determined by what happens around them. Some good happens, frequency goes up. Some bad happens or perceived as bad, frequency goes down. So realistically, you're not even in control of your own life, which is crazy to think about it. When you, when you put it in that perspective, it's very, very crazy to think that some people go through their whole life with zero control of how they feel. 
But in the end of the day, one of the biggest lessons that I have learned is that we need to take full responsibility for our own life. Not everything is going to be your fault. A lot of the time there's going to be things that aren't your fault. But things are always your responsibility. Uh, everything is always your responsibility. How you feel, how you react, how your, the, your reality looks is your responsibility. And once you get that understanding, you lose a lot of resentment. You lose a lot of stress and anxiety because you start to realize that you you actually have this control over how you get to feel. And, and when you get to control how you feel and, and you set intentions of what you want to attract and how you want to feel, ultimately, that's what you start to see in your reality. And we'll go through some examples as we go through these slides. Now, typically, I don't do slides in presentations. I'm an absolute spud when it comes to like putting together like a lot of these these slides and all this type of stuff. So I put together one that probably looks like it was made by a year two student, but you just have to bear with me and we'll, we'll, we'll roll through this now. So I'm just going to share my screen and we'll dive in. There's going to be a few, a few aspects of this where I'll kind of read through some of the definitions, I guess, on the, on the screen. But outside of that, as I said, I'm going to keep it quite conversational and relaxed and, and run through a few real life examples of how this plays out. So you guys can use it. I think one of my favorite pieces of feedback I get from people who listen to the podcast or consume my content or that I'm you know, fortunate enough to meet in person is that I always keep my, my content and everything super relatable and just real. Like there's no kind of like sugarcoating this shit. It's like it needs to be relatable and it needs to be actionable because at the moment in particular, the amount of access we have to, to content every single day, we, we, we literally have at our disposal as much content as we could possibly ever imagine or need. But it's not enough to know to know the information. We, we must understand how to actually utilize it. We need to implement it. I've definitely been in cycles where I will consume just copious amounts of content, whether that be with self-improvement, personal development, whether it's fitness, whatever it is, business. And you get in this cycle of just consuming content and doing fuck all with it. So you may as well not have even consumed that content. Okay, so it's always about you taking away some actionable steps and actually putting it to practice and getting uncomfortable, which is something we're going to talk about super soon because, again, before I go into this slide, I told you I'd get sidetracked at some point, but um, I feel like this is important. And I'm sure Corey has spoken about this within his community many, many times. But what I've come to the understanding of and something that I am very conscious of daily now is that in order to see any form of change in your life, any any kind of change, we have to be willing to lean into this the discomfort, lean into the resistance and be more than okay with feeling the unfamiliar. Okay, so when when something is comfortable and when something is familiar, it means that we've experienced it before which means that nothing new is going to come from it, right? But the problem is the unfamiliar, the uncomfortable, and the unknown is often scary, depending on how you think about it. It's scary. But the craziest shit is that so many people go through life genuinely feeling uncomfortable and unhappy and negative every single day of their life, but it gets to a point where it's so comfortable and safe because it's familiar that we stay in it. Because when you think about the change, the change is difficult because we, the change is difficult because we have to go into the unknown and it, and it becomes um, the unfamiliar. So then we we don't make that that change because we're so scared of what it looks like on the other side of it. 
All right, but on the other side of resistance is growth and change, and that's what we're going to kind of focus on today. So let's dive in. Right, bring up this little slide. All right, so elevating our frequency. So we're obviously talking about the law of vibration and our energetic frequency. So we are all already connected to everything that we desire. If we want to attract it, we must be on the same frequency. Everything is constantly in motion. So the second universal law, the law of vibration, posits that everything, every atom, object, and living thing is in constant motion and vibrating at a specific frequency. So everything's constantly in motion. This wallet that I've got right here is in motion. Our bodies are in motion. Everything is constantly vibrating at a certain frequency and constantly in motion, even if it seems solid. So the only difference between one object and another is the rate of its vibration. Even solid objects that we perceive as static, such as cement or a desk, are vibrating at a slow speed. Your body, on the other hand, vibrates at an extremely high rate. Our thoughts, like everything else in the universe, are energy. And they vibrate, they vibrate at different frequencies depending on the nature of the thought. Our thoughts are cosmic waves that are so powerful that they penetrate all space and time. And our thoughts and feelings control the vibration of our body. We have the power to dictate the frequency of our being by choosing and directing our thoughts. Your emotional states dictate the vibration that your body is in. And to a large extent, these vibrations dictate how you experience life because they set up resonance with anything that is on the same frequency. So I often use this example with clients, right? If I want to listen to a certain radio station, whatever that radio station is, I'm in my car and I want to listen to this radio station to hear these songs and my frequency of my radio is on a completely different frequency to what that station is. I can want to listen to that station as bad as I want. I can write it down. I can tell my friends. I can tell fucking everyone in the world that I want to listen to this station. But if my frequency doesn't match the frequency of that station, I am not going to hear that radio channel. Same with TV, same with anything, right? So when we think about that and we put that into perspective with our, our fucking life, we have people who set these goals and intentions, right? And setting an intention is one of, if not the most important thing when it comes to attracting things. I often use the example of, you know, with the law of attraction and, and uh, manifesting, setting an intention and trying to manifest is just like paid ads on like paid marketing. Step one, we set the intention. With paid marketing, we go into Google and we type in what we want, right? Whatever that may be. I've got this uh, memory, this, uh, this battery bank, whatever you want to call it, power bank by July. If I go in and Google and type in, I want a black July power bank. That's the equivalent of me setting an intention and declaring what I actually want, which is something that so many people don't do. We get frustrated with the outcome that we have, but we, we have never actually declared what we want. Okay, so we're hoping to arrive at a destination that we've never actually put into the GPS. Now, after I've typed this in on Google, retargeting with paid ads works in the way of every time you go onto social media, you're going to start getting these ads and retargeted towards this black power bank by July. Now, the way that works with us is that we have this thing called RAS, Reticular Activation System. Think about the last time you decided you wanted to buy a new car or maybe a certain pair of shoes. You've really declared what it is that you want. All of a sudden, you go outside, every fucking car that you see is, every second car is the one that you want. They've always been there. We've just never been consciously aware of them because we never declared the intention and be became conscious about what it is that we actually want. So now all of a sudden we're conscious of it and it's at the top of our our, our mind all of the time and we're constantly thinking about it and 
we're, we're becoming intentional about what we do, the way we feel and what we pay attention to, which increases the likelihood of us actually achieving this thing. And in you know, the case of paid ads, we get retargeted enough. If we badly want it, then we're probably going to buy it in the end. We're probably going to join the course or join whatever it may be. So in simple terms, when we feel good, coming back to the frequency, sorry, I got sidetracked. When we come to the frequency stuff, when we feel good, we attract more things that make us feel good. When we feel shit and buy into the shit feeling, we attract more shit. Whatever you place your focus on, you receive more of. So something that I've been focusing in with a lot of clients lately is just this very, very simple concept. What we focus on is what we get more of. All right, so when you put it into perspective, it's very simple stuff. Okay, I'm going to use a couple of examples in a second. So let's use a couple of examples, right? Um, think about the last time you had a, a pretty shitty day. All right, you might wake up in the morning, have a shit sleep. You wake up and the first thing you kind of say to yourself is, you know, I slept like shit, don't feel that good, can't be bothered with today. So you're already operating on a low frequency. We're focusing on the negative. As I said before, what we focus on, we get more of. So our frequency is low. Our attention and our consciousness is towards a negative thing. And we're going to attract more on that frequency. It's pretty simple stuff. Get in your car, go to drive to work, you get cut off in traffic and you, you lose your shit. You know, what's this fuck we're doing? And you dive into that and you get affected by someone else. All right. Again, you're giving your power to someone else. You're letting someone else dictate or something else dictate how you feel. Your frequency is now coming up and down based off what happens in your reality, which is crazy when you think about it. Then you start talking negatively to yourself, all right? The problem that so many people have is that they spend all their time talking about shit they don't want to happen instead of focusing on what they do want to happen, all right? Think about, you know, let's say you want to have a birthday party outside next Saturday and you live in Melbourne and you're going, geez, I fucking hope it's not raining next Saturday. And it's probably going to be raining next Saturday. But this, this plays out in many ways. Think about, you know, you don't want to bump into someone and all you're thinking about is shit, I really hope I don't see this person today. It's like the first person you see when you get to work or whatever. Happens all the time. You're about to go out, you need to be somewhere, you're already running late, so you're at a low frequency already, all right? And then you're going, shit, I hope there's not a heap of traffic on the way to this place. And all of a sudden there's a heap of traffic. We are responsible for our reality. So we are continuously receiving more of what we focus on when we focus on the negative we get more of the negative all right so what we need to do is flip it on its head and start thinking about only thinking about only the stuff that we do want or that we do want to happen or the way that we do want to feel it's a very 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 simple process but it can be hard to put into practice when we've been doing the opposite for so long so i had a good friend of mine who's been in a pretty shithead space lately who we um We've been spending a heap of time together these last few weeks doing sessions like this, really. And I started talking to him about this concept of like what you focus on, you get more off. And, and even if we're talking about stuff we don't want, the universe doesn't really care, right? If I say, I hope I'm not late to work, the universe doesn't go, oh, Danny hopes he's not late to work. All the universe hears is late to work. So we started to get more of that. So with my friend these past couple of weeks, we've been chatting through a bunch of these concepts and they started to come to the conclusion or start to come to the realization that a lot of the outcomes I've had in my life are actually my fault or my responsibility because I've almost spoke them into existence. A lot of these things that have happened that I perceive as negative have been spoken to existence from me, from this person in particular. So in the past two weeks, they've flipped that on their head. 
Right? Every time we come up, we have the decision, we have that choice to make, do I focus on the negative or the positive? And you flip it and you go, all right, I'm going to talk and think about what I do want to happen and what I do want to attract. And that's where my focus stays, regardless of what's happening, happening externally, which is hard to do sometimes. And all of a sudden, you actually start to focus. You see more of what you focus on. So you're starting to get more of a positive outcome and a positive reality, and this plays out often. Now, one of the best examples that I can give you guys is when it's your birthday, right? Now, I'm going to make an assumption that most people here enjoy their birthday, hopefully. If you don't, then just disregard this example. Most people enjoy their birthday. Now, I could wake up on a Monday, and it's my birthday. It's a, it's a Monday boring rain i've got a day full of shit meetings with work and there's nothing really that exciting it's a pretty boring day i'm still going to have the best day and i'm going to love every bit of it i'm going to sit through these meetings and feel good all day i'm not going to walk outside and, and think twice about the fact that it's raining i'm going to enjoy the day i'm going to have a really positive day all because the only reason why this monday is different to any other monday is because i've declared that it that i should feel good it's my birthday i've made the decision that I should feel good today. I feel like I've got a reason to feel good, right? And look at how simple that process is or look at how, how powerful that can be when you just make a conscious decision that I should feel good today and I, I deserve to feel good today. There's every reason for me to feel good today because it is my birthday. But in reality, there's absolutely no reason why that can't be every single day. And how is that Monday any different to any other Monday? Now, ideally... Hopefully for, for everyone on this call, your reality, it doesn't matter what fucking day it is, right? You feel that same way every single day and that's the life that we want to live. But unfortunately for a lot of people, it's uh, that's not the case. All right, moving on. So the way that most people look at their manifestation or look at the intention or the goal that they've set for themselves is like this. You've got you down the bottom. And in the, you know, in the distance, you have this thing that you're trying to attract up here, the top, the goal. You down the bottom, goal at the top. Now, in between you and that goal is time and space. Now, when we think of something in this perspective, we are, we are living or sitting in a lack mindset. So we're saying we don't have what we need to feel a certain way. So we're sitting in lack. Now, go back to what I said just before. What we focus on is what we get more of. If I'm in lack and I'm declaring that I'm in lack, I'm going to get more of what I don't want. I'm going to get more of the, the outcome that I don't want because I'm saying that I don't have this thing that I need to feel a certain way. All right, so there's time and space. We automatically go, all right, I'm trying to attract a $200,000 a year income, but at the moment I'm making $50,000. i am here, $200,000 here. It seems so far out of reach that instantly we go into overwhelm, we go into anxiety, we almost go into like, you know, this is this even possible for me? This is where a lot of the limiting beliefs come up as well. But in the process, we think about all the time and all the things that need to happen in order for us to get there. We, put, we think logically. Now, again, I'm sure this comes up in the Set the Standard community. We have to start thinking illogically. There's a reason why we think logically because it's the way we've been programmed. Okay, so I was chatting with a client about self-limiting beliefs <clears throat> just this morning. And they were, you know, we, we were talking about the reason why anyone is the way they are is because of their experiences, their traumas, their environment, their, their consistent thoughts, their habitual thoughts and actions. 
all right, their limiting beliefs and what they've been exposed to. So the level of stuff that I get to do on a daily basis now would have seemed like an impossible thing for me if you had to ask me 10 years ago. But that was purely because I'd never been exposed to this level of thinking. I'd never been exposed to what was genuinely possible for me because I put myself in this little box based off what everyone else around me was doing and what I'd experienced and the stories I was telling myself daily and what my parents had done and what my friends were doing. And that was fucking it. I'd never even considered that there was anything else until I started surrounding myself with people who were on a higher frequency, who were doing bigger things, until I started to get out of my comfort zone and I start to change what I believe is possible. Now, when we have a limiting belief, you know, the process and, and everyone's probably different, but for me, it's like, if I'm down this bottom part here and I've got this goal up here and, and instantly I start to think of these limiting beliefs, obviously that brings me to a low frequency. But what you have to understand is that firstly, identifying the limiting belief is super important. Secondly, we need to look at what the underlying reason as to why that belief is there is. Next, we need to look at evidence as to why it's not true. So I had a, a client the other day, we were talking through how she didn't feel, feel worthy. She didn't feel like she was good enough anything for acceptance for for love for a good career for for money for for happiness abundance all of that stuff and a lot of it was based off the fact that her her relationship with her mum left her that way the, the way she experienced growing up with her mum and the the stuff the way her mum had treated her and everything had led to this point where she had this limiting belief that she was not enough and she she wasn't good enough and she was not worthy of of anything so the way I explained it to her and the way we even get to the point where we can start to think illogically by removing these limiting beliefs is if my dad from the age of, you know, from when I was born until I was 10 years old, if my old man told me every fucking day that the sky's red, the sky's red, the sky's red, uh, and he just drills this into me and I get to the point where I genuinely believe the sky's red, no matter how much I believe it, doesn't make it true. The sky's fucking blue. So I can have this belief that I strongly believe and that ultimately dictates and determines how I see reality. But when I start to have this self-awareness and a perspective of looking at evidence as to how that's not true and I realise that the sky is blue, then all of a sudden I have the power to start changing that limiting belief and remove that limiting belief. And, and that's what we kind of need to become aware of and conscious of when we're in this little process of, of starting to remove these beliefs to start to allow ourselves to understand and believe that there's we're, we're capable of so much more. And, and I think a big part of this is being in stuff like this. I know a big part of it is, right? It's constantly being able to be leveled up in your way of thinking, normalizing things that aren't normal for you at the moment, normalizing the way of, of thinking big and surrounding yourself with, with people and in environments that allow you to continually expand and grow. But what we need to do instead of this example on the screen, so we're here, goal here, we need to flip it on its head and flip it upside down. And this is where the law of vibration comes into play. So now, instead of me going to the goal or you going to the goal, you are embodying the version of yourself that you will be when you achieve that goal and being and becoming that version and embodying that version of yourself now before it happens. Okay, and this is where we're going to talk about how we do that with the frequency. I, I spent a week with Dr. Joe Dispenza earlier in the year, and this is a lot of the stuff we talked about is sitting in the meditations and feeling the emotions and the feelings of having the outcome we want ahead of time. And when we do that, we get to a point where we don't need anything or anyone. 
or any environment in order to make us feel a certain way because we already feel it. And as you guys would would have experienced in some way or another, we don't our body and our like our body and our mind don't need to actually experiencing anything anything in particular in in like reality for us to experience it. Uh, like for our body and our mind to actually experience it um, at the time. So think about someone who's been in like a car crash. It could be two years down the track, they're sitting out in front of a cafe, drinking a latte and having having some scrambled eggs and they hear some tires screech and their body goes into the exact same response as what it did when they were actually in a car crash. We can flip that again and use it to our advantage by, by positively allowing our body and our mind to experience feelings and emotions of what we are trying to attract. This is where things like meditation are so powerful, and we'll get to that really soon. But meditation, intention setting, breath work, even just getting out of your comfort zone with things like cold showers and ice baths and whatever. We get to determine what we want to embody as a person, as a human now. So now we're here, we're on the frequency of what we're trying to attract. So all of a sudden, we're not going to the goal. We're not going to the, the attraction. The attraction's coming to us. And when we do that, our focus is on the what. So we're so clear on the what, but we, we don't give a fuck about the how or the when. And that's where the illogical part comes in. We're not coming back to check every two seconds whether or not it's, it's worked yet. Now we've, we've got our, our goal or what we're trying to attract because if we already had it, we wouldn't be checking. So once you start to understand this, it's like, it, it, for me, it absolutely fucking blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. And this works for, for everything, right? Like I talk about this with fitness clients. If I've got someone who wants to have six-pack abs by summer, not that that should be your, not, not that that should always be your, your goal. I think a lot of people are disappointed by the time they get to that goal in realizing that it's not that great. But anyway, either way. Whatever your goal is, right? If I'm someone who hasn't taken care of their health, not taken care of their training and nutrition, and they decide they want to achieve this level of physique, <clears throat> they can either do the things, tick the boxes all the way until they hopefully get to this result and they think they're going to feel good when they get there. Now, maybe they will, right? But at the end of the day, they haven't really changed. They've just done the stuff that's necessary in order to get there. Now, in, the, in that meantime as well, if they have a week where they can't get to the gym, for the amount of sessions they wanted to go or if they have the week where they're sick in their head they're thinking shit now i'm off track now now i've kind of failed now now my frequencies come down again because i'm not following through with what i said i was going to do but if we reverse those roles if from day one this person embodies everything that they would embody if they were already that fit and healthy version of themselves now right what are the habits of someone who is in great shape already What's their way of thinking? What what are they what are their decision making processes when they're when they're deciding what they want to have to eat? Are they focusing on their hydration daily or is it something that's a chore? Are they prioritizing sleep? You know, what environments are they surrounding themselves in and content are they consuming and all this stuff? So from day one, I feel like I'm already in the I'm already at the end goal. So in week four, when I miss a session in the gym. Someone who's already fit and healthy, if they miss a gym session, they don't go, oh, fuck it, I'm going to pack it up and then start again. It's just, it's part of life. You're going to miss a session and it is what it is. Nothing changes. And we can use this to our advantage in whatever goal that we have. <clears throat> so I often use the example of me, if, if I want to have the number one podcast in the world. Actually, I'll use a better example. I had a client in real estate who did $3 million last uh, financial year. 
three million dollars in their company, which is which is fantastic. Their clear intention, their clear goal, was to do eight million dollars this year. So the conversation we had was, why would your company do eight million dollars this year if you're operating every every part of you as a person and every part of your company is operating off a company that does three million dollars? Right, because a huge jump, and I've been pretty consistent with this number of around that three million for a couple of years. So why why would it go to eight? And the focus points for this person in particular was changing their frequency. It was, you know, all right, what for a company that's doing eight million dollars a year at the moment? What their what do their systems look like? What's their communication skills like? What's their time management look like for the CEO? Which in this person it was it was which in this case it was this person. You know, what are they spending their spare time doing? How do they react and how do they respond when they lose a client or when they gain a client? You know, there's an $8 million company. There's a CEO of an $8 million company just completely shit the bed and, and completely uh, have a massive downfall when a client doesn't sign because now they're thinking they're not going to reach $8 million. No, they don't. They have an expectation, a level of frequency of just knowing that, that they are operating at this level and, and a small win here or there doesn't change or a loss even doesn't change change their frequency they stay at this level because the way that i look at it now is that we have a baseline we have this baseline frequency everyone does for someone who's in that victim mentality who who's always at a low frequency their baseline is super low but what you need to understand is that we always come back to baseline so if you think of the example of someone who has won the lotto right they won the jackpot on lotto and there's someone who doesn't necessarily manage money well, they're not that ambitious, but they just got lucky and won the lotto. Their frequency is so low. So they weren't actually ready to receive this level of abundance and success. So when they achieve, when they receive it with this level of money, I don't know what the stat is, so I'm just going to make it up. Let's just say 85%. There's a high percentage of people who win the lotto that within two to three years are back to where they started in terms of money. Because they never change, their frequency was never ready to receive that amount, and nothing really changed for them. So there's a big misalignment. Now, if we choose actively daily how we want to feel, how we want to respond in certain situations, what content we want to consume, what environment we want to uh, surround ourselves with, what what people we want to be around, what level of success and thinking that we want in this period of time, then our our baseline is so much higher. So when we do have something that brings our frequency down, all of a sudden our low frequency is higher than what our high frequency was when we were low. But the main thing you need to remember is that you'll always come back to baseline. So if my baseline's here, then at such a high frequency, I'm attracting more things on that level. I hope this is making sense so far. Um, if not, yeah, I actually can't see the comments at the moment, which is probably... There was, there was one question someone said, so would you say diet plays a role in our vibration? I was like meat of like a low energy or fruit isn't a high energy type of vibe 100 percent, i do yeah yeah I, I really do and i don't think um you know i'm not going to sit here and say what uh what you should and shouldn't do with your nutrition but i think the way i look at it i think without a doubt um the quality of the food and the the nutrients and the you know, the nutrient the nutrition density of your food that you use is going to play a role in in your physical frequency just like exercising does just like getting in a cold cold shower and ice bath does for sure the way that i think about the nutrition side of things is that if your body is a is a supercar right if your body's a ferrari or a lamborghini or whatever 
you wouldn't go to the service station and put in the cheapest fuel you could possibly find into that into that supercar and expect it to run well or not break down or perform at its best. So our bodies are no different. So in order to, to operate at that high high level, which it needs to, which it should be, because our body, you know, we want to treat our body like that, provide it with the high quality fuel it needs and deserves. You know, buy a Ferrari and then go and put the shittest fuel in it and, and treat it like shit. We wouldn't do that, but we do that with our bodies for some reason, right? I'm not saying that you should never enjoy yourself and have things that, you know, my, my approach to nutrition personally is is tracking my calorie intake and tracking my protein intake and keeping it flexible to an extent where I don't restrict myself from absolutely everything that I know I can't go the rest of my life without. So, you know, without a doubt, I still have certain foods and whatnot and fit them in my calorie intake that aren't necessarily of a high, high frequency. But 90% of it is, and I'm actively choosing how I want to feel and, and I'm understanding that that the way I think, the way I act, what I feel, what I provide my body with, the stimulus I provide my body with is having a, a playing a big role on what, ultimately what my frequency is. So again, it comes back to you taking responsibility and knowing that you ultimately get to control what your reality looks like purely through thought alone, through your habits and actions, through your your environment and the people you spend the most time with and all that type of stuff. So we'll move on to this next one. Um, I think some of this is quite obvious, but I want to run through some of it just to, to break it down a little bit. Ultimately, when we do things that make us feel bad or when we feel in a, in a, a negative state, our frequency is low, right? And the opposite applies as well. So what lowers our frequency, things like negative self-talk, right? Now think about when you're, and also talking about others behind their back. I remember when I first really started to understand the law of, of vibration and, and energy frequencies, I went out of my way to remove judgment right, towards other people, towards outcomes. I, I, I didn't, no matter whether it was like, whether there was any ill intention or not, I removed myself from conversations where people were talking about others behind their back in a way that they wouldn't talk about them in person. Right. And that might be friends, that could be just anyone, right? It could be seeing someone in the gym who's doing something that looks ridiculous. And then you talking about them behind their back to someone else in the gym, like stuff, all that type of shit. What you put out is what you're going to get back. So it's just like a boomerang. If I throw out a boomerang, it's going to come back. If I throw out shit energy, it's going to come back. All right. So doubting ourselves, complaining, comparing, judging others, victim mindset, anger, shame, controlling and forcing outcomes. These are all things that lower our frequency. And I'm not saying that after this session today, you guys are all just going to be the perfect fucking humans and you're going to cruise around at the highest frequency ever and, and everything's going to be perfect. But you're going to have this awareness now. And earlier in the year, I was super fortunate to sit down with Gabby Bernstein, someone that I've I kind of started to understand this, this concept through Gabby, to be honest, through her books. And... She talked about in the podcast about when we are at a low frequency, it's not about going from zero to 100. So people, when they feel shit, they try and ultimately find something that's going to allow them to reach this ultimate level of abundance and happiness straight away because it's an uncomfortable feeling. It's about climbing the ladder and climbing that ladder back to a higher frequency. So things like meditation, which I'm just going to touch on for slightly longer in one sec. Breath work, 
exercise, right? So training and, and, and movement and also those little dopamine responses you're getting from doing what you said you were going to do when we do things like cold showers and ice baths. Our habits, the music we listen to, right? Think about sometimes when you hear a certain song and you like your fucking mood goes through the roof and your, your frequency goes through the roof. It's because you've attached some form of feeling or emotion to this to this song. Uh, being consciously aware of your goals and intentions, proper nutrition, generosity. So again, what you put out comes back to you. Alignment and taking action. A, a book that um that. I feel like every single person on here would, would benefit from reading or listening to. Um, if if you guys don't mind that I give you a suggestion, I guess, um, is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Super short book. So the physical book, I don't really read that much. So if I can get through the book, fucking all of you guys can. Um, but the audio book is something that I listen to literally like every day at the moment. Again, coming back to actually implementing some of the stuff you listen to. But um one of the laws in that seven spiritual laws of success is the law of giving and this kind of plays into this frequency stuff right it's like if i'm giving without any expectation and i've i've got this detachment to to whether or not i'm going to get it back it's like i'm staying at this frequency and i want to use kind of one more example before we keep moving on um just quickly around and i was chatting about this with Corey before uh, kind of chatting about it with him before we got on to the the call and let all you guys in today so the frequency side of things as i said is constantly an active choice so recently i did a bit of a restructure with my online coaching business and um and, and i've been having a bunch of calls with clients whatever and two weeks ago the first two weeks i had two really good weeks in in my online business the best they've ever been so my frequency is super high and i have the the awareness now of probably seeing that I was allowing that external validation to allow to, to determine whether or not I was at that frequency or not. But there was there was two kind of instances that really stuck out to me as to how the law of, of vibration has actually started to work in my favor now that I'm more conscious of it. I had one client who who we jumped on a, on a call. They wanted to to jump on board and start working with me for for a, a high amount of money that I didn't pretty much never been paid in one sum from anyone realistically in terms of a client. So it was a, it was a good win. So it allowed my frequency to, to go up and I, I felt good about it. And, you know, I felt good about my coaching and all the rest of it. Within two days, this person basically changed their mind, right? And the initial reaction is like, fuck. Like the initial reaction is still fuck. Um, but the self-awareness and the, the perspective allows me to look at it for what it is. So I can either go... I can. Either, I read this email that I got from this client, like literally just before I went to sleep too. So I'm thinking, all right, if I don't reply, they won't really know that I've even read it. I'll just get back to them tomorrow and I'll kind of just whatever. But then I thought to myself, all right, by not replying, I'm sending out this energy and I'm staying at this frequency of like the fact that this person hasn't signed up with me, I'm allowing that to dictate and determine whether or not I feel like a good coach or whether I feel successful or whether I feel happy. So I'm, I'm allowing something external to dictate how I feel. Regardless of whether anyone else knows about it, that's the energy that I'm putting out. So I grab my phone, send back an email along the lines of like, thanks so much for letting me know. Really appreciate your honesty, blah, blah, blah. We'll do the same in your situation. Hope you're well. Have a great week. If you need anything, let me know. That was it. Moved on. Didn't give a fuck. I said to myself, all right, this this is it's just part of the, the process. You're not going to, this doesn't determine anything. 
you said that you wanted to, to attract this level of success, someone with this level of success would not give a shit about a, a client not, not signing on. It wouldn't determine whether or not their business is doing well just off this one person. So that's the energy I tried to put out. Now, two days later, a, a potential client from two weeks ago that, that didn't sign up, randomly on Friday morning, just sent an email through saying, oh, hey, I want to sign up and change my mind. Now, whether this related or not, and whether this is because of the frequency stuff, who really knows, right? But for me, it was just evidence as to how this plays out. I said that I'm going to stay at this frequency instead of allowing myself to drop down based off an external factor. When I stayed at this frequency without trying to force an outcome, without being attached to anything or anyone, success and abundance continued to show itself in reality. So the hard part about this whole frequency shit, guys, is that you're always left with a choice and the easiest fucking choice is to allow your frequency to go low. If someone cuts you off in traffic, it's so much easier to just get pissed off and than it is to be the bigger person, have perspective and just leave it and say, all right, who cares? I, I'm not going to allow someone that I don't know that I'll never see again, which I don't know what they're going through. The fact that they drove their car in front of me, I'm not going to let that one thing ruin my whole day. The harder choice is to stay out of that and stay at the high frequency. The easier choice leads to a whole day of shit. The harder choice leads to you having a much better day and continuing to attract things from that level of frequency that we, we have set for ourselves right at the very beginning. So the goal is to think, act, behave, and feel like our, our intention or our aspiration is already a reality. Right? It's hard to do. Right? It's not easy to do because when we don't have evidence in front of us as to how anything is actually true, it's very difficult to have a, a belief or it's very difficult to, to feel a certain way when there's no physical evidence in front of us that we are going to attract this amount of money or that we're going to attract this partner or that we're going to have this this uh level up in our career or that we're going to have be driving this car whatever the fucking the attraction is when the evidence is not there it's hard to have that level of frequency but as i said if we stay at this frequency this thing gets attracted to us instead of us constantly waiting for something to make us feel a certain way <laughs> so when we show the universe we're, we're almost done here guys when we show the universe that we already feel the way we want to feel without needing anything or anyone to do so, we send out the message to say that we are ready to receive. All right? We are ready to receive because we are, we're, we're feeling this way already. We've created the energy for it. We're right fucking here. We've, we've, we've allowed our habits, our thinking, our environment and everything to be of that of someone who already has this thing we're trying to attract. So we're ready to allow it to come in. This stuff is, is fucking easy. In theory, in practice, a little harder to, to put into practice, but everything, you know, nothing worth worth having is fucking easy, right? So it's it's a matter of having the awareness, continually making the choice. The biggest part of this that I want you guys to take away is that you are responsible and you have multiple choices every single day to choose what frequency you want to stay at. And for me, you know, I, you know everyone's very different. I don't think, you know, having a morning routine is not necessarily like this fucking magic pill to whether or not you have a good life or not for me i use meditation and i use something like a cold shower first thing in the morning to to allow myself to choose what frequency i want to start my day off with i get out of bed and i'm fucking tired just like had a big week and i've got a big day 
jump into cold shower, sit in a meditation where I'm feeling the emotions and the feelings of this outcome being a reality now so that by the time I leave the house, I am walking around at this level of frequency and consciousness of someone who has what I'm trying to attract. And that's as hard as it gets. And then, then our goal, our job is to stay in that frequency and not fall out of it. And in time, that gets better. Not going to happen overnight, but in time, it gets much better. And And the more often we do that, just like how a limiting belief is created, a belief that works in our favour or an outcome that works in our favour occurs when we we take an action or we repeat a thought enough that it becomes a habit and that it becomes subconscious and that's when our reality changes. Right? So the main thing is that we stop waiting and we start, we just make the decision now that this is how we're going to feel, this is what our reality is going to be and we trust that it's happening. We're not coming back to check whether it's happened yet or how far away it is. We have trust in in the fact that it's on its way and it will show itself in whatever fucking way it wants to. It's not up to us to determine and dictate how it shows itself. It's just allowing it to happen and not blocking the ability to actually receive it. Um, and I think if you make these changes, I don't think, I guarantee if you make these changes, very simple stuff, even just starting to focus on your intention and replace talking about what you don't want to start thinking about what you do want and and saying what you do want actively over saying what you don't want, then even that in itself will make a significant difference. How's everyone feeling? That make any sense or what? Fucking hope so. <clears throat> Brilliant. Let's see if, if there's any other questions, you feel free to jump in. Corey, do you want to jump in? Yeah, we sure do. So someone just asked, um, as it was, it was Michael Little, who was just like, love your energy. And he's also keen to hear your thoughts on how you respond to people in your life, like family or close to close friends who are in a lower frequency. Yes. Um, this is a really good question. Something that I struggle with for a very long time. And I'm not going to say that I've completely nailed it now, because I definitely haven't, but my perspective on it's changed a lot. So first of all, you come back to the fact that, again, it's our responsibility and we have an active choice as to how much time we spend around these people. And I think the hard part for a lot of people is if it is family, it's a tough decision to make. But in the end of the day, we need to choose how much time we spend with these people and remove ourselves from these situations sometimes. But that's not always going to be an option for some people. And that we also don't want to have to rely on running away from shit to fucking stay, to feel a certain way either, right? So uh, a bit of a realisation that I had lately, and I really don't actually know whether this answers the question or not, but hopefully it does, is that everyone is literally the way, everyone is the way that they are because of what they've experienced any of their traumas, any of their environment, what they've been told over and over again, and what they've been exposed to. So I used the example before of not even being able to imagine that I would be getting to do the stuff I'm doing now or networking with the people that I am or whatever it is 10 years ago. There's no way I would have ever expected that. It's because I'd never been exposed to that that level of thinking. So there was a situation a while, not a situation, there was a, there was a um, something that happened a while back Right. And um, 
I was around someone and they were constantly kind of like talking um, in a way uh, that for me, I, my kind of level of awareness, whatever, now I was kind of looking at it going like, I just fucking can't understand how you're thinking this way or how, how you can't see how obvious it is that, that this needs to change or, or how you're going to continue to act this way or stay in this victim mentality or, you know, not take responsibility for yourself and, and whatever it may be. And I sat in that kind of frequency and that, that frustration, so I lowered my frequency and then that kind of led to me for putting off a, a, a low energy as well. And then the next morning after my meditation, I was like sitting there and like fucking literally almost was like in fucking tears, which is quite bizarre. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how fucking egotistical am I to look at someone else, even if they're a rude person, even if they're someone who is in a victim mentality or whatever it may be, but how egotistical am I to sit here and say that I know how they should be? or how they should react, or I know how, how they should speak to others, or I know how they should should treat others because I have no fucking idea that if I'd experienced everything that experienced, if I had their level of mental awareness and consciousness, if I had been through the traumas that they'd been through, if I'd been in the environments that they'd been through and I'd experienced everything that experienced, that I wouldn't be exactly the same way. I don't know that. So when I had that, I just completely fucking changed my perspective on it. Corey? Just had some other questions in there. I hope everyone noted that one down. We've got two here. So one is, at what point did you realize all the stuff you're talking about, did something specific occur or did it just naturally come to fruition? And the other one's an easy one. That's what meditations do you do. But the first one is, at what point did you realize all of the stuff that you're talking about and did something specific occur to make that happen? Or did it just naturally come to fruition? Um, hopefully I'm answering this question right. But I think uh, the way that I see it is that even now when I look at certain outcomes that I've um, that I've had in my life, now with perspective, I didn't see it at the time. But with perspective now, I can see how a lot of these things occur. And it was based off the fact that in that period of time, I was at a certain high frequency or when negative outcomes happen it was because that's what i'd fixated on and actively as i started to to do more of this work this inner work and meditate and to to work with mentors and to have conversations with you know high level people and have conversations with people that are going to continue to push me to grow and whatnot and start to understand these concepts actually just put them to work actually started letting them play out now since i've had the awareness around this too when I fall into a low frequency, which still happens, I I have so much more awareness around it now. And then when I pull myself out of it, I'm like, fuck, man. You know, I'm talking about this shit with people all the time and, and there's still times where I fall back into it. But when I fall into it, I'm like, oh, I was at a low frequency that day because of this person or this thing. And then when I was in that low frequency, all this other bad shit continued to happen afterwards. And a lot of it was because of me. It wasn't because of them or it wasn't because of anything. It was because of me. So I don't even know if that answers the question, but I think just through experience, like I, up until probably the age of maybe like 20, fucking 23 or something like that, I'd done no personal development whatsoever pretty much until I started meditating, until I started doing some reading, until I started um, networking with other people learning meditation, breath work, all this type of stuff. And that's when I started to experience a lot of this. And 
it's just like anything. Like I said, right at the start of the call, it's like I just go and experience something and put myself in that uncomfortable feeling and the unknown and the unfamiliar, see what the result is and see how, how I respond and what I learn from it and then share those experiences and continue to learn. Like that's the biggest thing is that none of this, it's just a continual learning curve. It's like there's always something to work on. And a lot of the stuff that I have worked on is the stuff that needs to come back to and recurringly come back to and, and come and continue to build that awareness and continue to to learn and grow from these things. And that's the whole, that's why it's so enjoyable, I find, um, is because you you always have something to work on and there is always growth that is right there for you to take. And every time something pops up that is perceived as a negative or an outcome that you don't want, I look at it now as my ticket for growth. All right, that's my ticket for growth and that is the test. It's like, okay, this is how my old self would respond to this. How would the highest version of myself respond to this? And then let's fucking go. It's, it's, this is all, this, everything happened for a reason. Now meditations, uh, I use a varied range of different meditations, but I think the most impactful ones for me have been Joe Dispenza's work. So whether it be, um, you know, the New Potentials podcast uh, meditation by Joe, uh, the blessing of the energy centers is a really good one. Some of his walking meditations. Um, I started off with really, really short meditations and now we'll do, you know, most of the time 45 to an hour. Um, but when I do shorter meditations, I'll uh, typically, when I do the shorter ones, I use Bob Proctor. Um, he's got a couple of free, really good ones on, on YouTube. There's like a 10 and a 20 minute one all around abundance and and really playing into this law of vibration stuff in those meditations. And that's why I like them a lot. Very practical, very good way to, to raise that frequency, particularly when it's not, not right there. Um, my diet. Uh, yeah. So what's my diet like? I kind of touched on it before. I, I track my calorie intake. Um, at the moment, I'm trying to lose a bit of fat. So I, I just genuinely believe that there's no need to, like guesswork should never be involved when it comes to what your body composition is. Just like, just like business, you would never kind of not have the awareness of what's coming in and what's coming out and just fucking hope for the best. And for a lot of people, when it comes to how they look, that's the way they approach it. So for me, there's no need to do that. So, you know, at the moment, sticking to a calorie deficit, making sure that I reach my protein minimum for the day. Uh, I'm kind of going off six slightly lower days one higher day. Um, so I'm still ending up at the same average for the week, but uh, kind of using some calorie cycling to make sure that mentally it's easier to stick to and physically um, I continue to see those benefits as the cut goes on. And yeah, 90% of the cows I choose are you know nutrient-dense whole foods. And if there is something that I'm craving or, or if I want to go out with my missus and have a glass of wine or whatever, it's not something that I completely restrict because uh, I just don't think you should ever cut something out that you know you can't go the rest of your life without. And, yeah, that's my approach. I used to be a lot more detailed with tracking carbs and fats uh, as well, whereas now I just hit a calorie target, hit a protein minimum, keep it as simple as possible and consistent as possible. 